This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Final score, Wrexham 3, York City nil. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC and we have taken another step closer to the goal of the title. York City were always likely to be difficult opposition. They are a funny team, I think. They're not that far off the relegation zone. They don't look like a relegation team. They certainly have better players than a relegation team would have. But, you know, they're going through a series of different managers. We had They've got a caretaker manager in charge, and he's been in charge for a while. They had a different caretaker manager in charge, and we played them up at York earlier this season. And they've, <laughs> they are really going through a bit of turmoil in the manager's office, and they're not consistent. But they're difficult to play against, as we found at York, and... Again, they presented obstacles to Wrexham. Although, quite frankly, they only really made one proper chance on goal. Uh, truth of the matter is, we didn't kill them off till the 80th minute with the second goal. And they remained stubborn opposition and we had to earn the right to get the points. Big team news, of course, Ben Foster in goal for Wrexham. So he made his second debut. Nearly 18 years after his first, after his last Wrexham game, rather. And then also the second change that Wrexham made saw Elliot Lee return from illness to replace Jordan Davis in midfield. And we started superbly. An early goal then, and I think things would have felt a little bit different. Ryan Barnett and Elliot Lee, in particular, early on, were really troubling York. Alex Hurst as a left wing back for York. He's more of a winger, really, standing in because Alex Weddle is injured and Barnett had the beating of him. As early as the third minute, some nice build-up play. Lee driving forwards, typically finding James Jones. He slotted in Mullen in the right channel, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Not the kindest angle. He dinked it past the goalie, but it went just beyond the far post. Then it was Barnett on the right, beating his man brilliantly, driving a great pass in to Palmer, 10 yards out, who struck it first time. Really good block by Ellis, lunging in to stop the shot. And then Wrexham again, creating an opportunity when Owen O'Connell, who was so assured on the ball, played a lovely little reverse pass to Barnett, who surged in field up to the edge of the area and struck an excellent shot, which hit the right post and bounced away to safety. Wrexham relentless in the early stages. Foster to O'Connell, and the ball knocked forwards, and Palmer helped her onto Barnett, and again he surged around the back, found James Jones, perfect cross by him, and Mullen getting up brilliantly between the centre-backs, headed just wide from six yards out. He'd have been so frustrated that he didn't find a net with that one. York started to settle into things and, and feed the ball forwards. Now John Lewis was back from injury for them up front and he is a <coughs> considerable unit up front. They don't call him the shop for nothing. And although he wasn't finding teammates all that often and although the three centre-backs were actually outstanding in the way they, they played and how they looked to deal with him, the fact was he was making some disruption up front when they were hitting him. And so they started to find a... A bit of a foothold coming back into the game. Dyson was busy in midfield. 
working up and down. Their wing-backs were struggling to get forwards because Wrexham were penning them back. But they were having spells where they'd get into Wrexham's half and and just ask questions without creating chances. Wrexham's chances started to get a little bit more spaced out, but a short throw by Toza allowed him to feed a lovely little pass to Lee in the left side of the box, and he pulled off a beautiful Cruyff turn to get past his man, driving down the goal line. He drove it into the goal mouth. The goalkeeper... <clears throat> beg your pardon, Whitley stumbled it, uh, fumbled it, but the ball was, after a scramble, hacked away. Then Tozer with a long throw, which came out to Lee. Lee trying an opportunistic shot from 15 yards, but it was bouncing quite awkwardly and he couldn't keep it down. And on the half-hour mark, another chance, again, Barnett raiding down the right-hand side, sweeping a great ball in, Mendy physically was outmatching Fallowfield on the right-hand side of York's defence and he got up well over him but the defender got backed in enough to mean that Mendy couldn't properly get over his head when he put it over the bar. The half starting to wear, as the half started to ebb away, you could see a little bit of frustration. York was starting to have a bit more success holding Wrexham at arm's length but then a couple of chances led to the breakthrough. Firstly, a long throw by Toza. Tunnicliffe helping it on. He's a good 15 yards out and there wasn't a great amount of pace in his head but it was on target and the keeper couldn't get there. John Lewis was on the far post luckily for York and was able to very coolly wait for it to arrive, take it on the chest and get rid of it. But within a minute, Wrexham were ahead. <coughs> Pardon me. Again, Lee involved lively bringing the ball forwards, helping it to Cannon. He quickly shifted it on to James Jones, who struck an excellent shot from 20-odd yards, hit the underside of the bar, dropped down, bounced back up, hit the unfortunate Ryan Whitley, the goalkeeper, as he was still in the air diving to try and stop the shot and bounced back towards goal. Whitley recovered exceptionally well as he hit the deck to spring backwards and grabbed the ball. Lee was there trying to put pressure or get a tap in. And Whitley, well... It's contentious whether it crossed the line. I think it did. <coughs> Pardon me. I mean, frankly, I think when he pounced, he stopped it on the line. But his body weight took him over the ball. He did really well to keep hold of the ball. But I think that, that movement did just drag it over the line. Just. So Wrexham had the lead, an own goal by the keeper. When's the last time Wrexham have scored goals via the other side's keeper in two consecutive home games? Absolutely no idea. And that's an exclusive. Second half, Wrexham again started strongly and within two minutes of the restart, could have gone two up. Foster with a long kick, Palmer, lovely little guided header on, put Mullen clear down the right channel. His first touch took him a little wider than he'd wanted, he hit it with power, the keeper parried it, as a scramble and the ball was hacked away eventually. But again, York started to settle and keep us at arm's length without really threatening much. Wrexham had a free kick from Lee, halfway through the half, swept in, toes it Got it well to help it on. Palmer got a touch and Mullen, predatory six yards out, attacked it, but was just beaten to it. Couldn't quite reach it. Wrexham brought Dolby off. Uh, Palmer off. Oh, my brain's not working today. With 18 minutes left, Dolby came on and he immediately and typically was lively. Palmer had a decent game. He'd been bucked though. Maybe that was part of the reason. Uh, his frustration with the referee's failure to give him anything. It's boiling over and he got a yellow for descent. Then came York's one chance, just that reminder that even when you're in control of a game, one nil's not enough. It was typical work by John Lewis, ball driven forward. He did really well to bring it under control, backing in and pinning his man in the in the D. He helped her on and Hancock's hitter 
snapshot from the edge of the box, Foster got down really sharply, low to his left, and pushed it away to safety. And then it was Wrexham coming forwards. We should have had a penalty with 12 minutes left. Again, Barnes running at Hurst. Hit the goal line. Dinked her in. Hurst slid to try and block it, but his arm was up and it hit his hands clearly. Not totally sure why the linesman couldn't help the ref out with that one. It was a handball in the box. Corner was given. From that corner, Lee swept it beyond the far post. Mullin lost his man and from an awkward angle could only place it back into the goal mouth where Tunnicliffe won it, but his header hit a defender which took the pace off it and it was an easy save for Whitley. But the next toes of throw was pay dividends. <clears throat> he really speared it into the near post. Dolby got up tremendously, touched it on perfectly beyond the keeper, absolutely un undefendable, and it nestled inside the far post. Dolby striking again, and we've now scored 13 goals with substitutes. Or should I say substitutes scored 13 goals with the season, which ties the club record. We, we, we had it won then, and we're just moving the ball around nicely. Um, Paul Mullen worryingly went down and appeared to be just cramp. He was treating himself. We were about to bring Elliot Lee off, but instead Mullen came off and Davis came on and we had an interesting little configuration, uh, maybe opportunities to just experiment a touch with Dolby up front and Lee playing off him in the hole. And that paid perfect dividends as well because in the second added minute, Foster with a long kick, nice flick on by Dolby. Lee through the middle, did what class players do, kept his cool. The keeper comes out. And Lee just waits until the keeper's off balance and side foots it into the bottom right corner. 3-0. <clears throat> I wouldn't say the scoreline flattered Drexham, but we had to wait for the second and third goals. And again, we're a step closer to where we want to be. Performances. Well, Foster came for a lot of high balls. It's got to be said, York put in a lot of poor high balls as well. They were there to be taken, but he looked sharp enough. And that save he made low down to his left was a good one. He also made a good sort of take when Fallowfield got around the back of the fence, drove it across the face and he got down. But it was, wasn't was a difficult take, that I didn't think. But the, the, the reflex save was a sharp one and it was decisive because it was 1-0 then with 17 minutes left. The back three were absolutely outstanding. O'Connell is so calm on the ball and, and so physical as well, scrapping for it. Toza was terrific. Really red play well. Snuffed out so much danger. His throws again as a threat as always. His passing progressive. But yeah, defensively he was superb. And yeah, probably the pick of the three was Tunnicliffe who just kept winning headers. Just kept winning headers constantly, constantly. Ball coming in. John Lewis, a dangerous target. Danny Rowe, of course, was there as well. And he's good in the air. And Tunnicliffe just kept heading the ball clear. Just kept winning his battles. He was terrific. I considered him a contender for man of the match when we talked about it in the commentary. Um, we all came up, Andy, Che and I, with two different names. And the common thread through all of them was Ryan Barnett. So Barnett, outstanding on the right, really went at Hurst. He looks like quite the signing. He has got such fast, tricky feet. And he just loves taking people on. It's exciting to see him play. Very unlucky with the shot to hit the post. On the left-hand side, Mendy wasn't as effective as he can be, but he was defensively solid. In midfield, James Jones, an awful lot, again, of energy. And actually, <clears throat> when you look back at it, a lot of good continuity play, helping the ball on to players in quickly in important situations. Like I said, he's more than just what he does on the ball, James Jones. His passing wasn't quite 
uh, up to his usual scratch, but he, he put in a good shift and had that great shot, which led to the breakthrough, of course. Cannon, again, was good in the middle of midfield, got a lovely touch. There was a glorious moment near the end of the game where he skinned his man with a remarkable little flick on the turn, a bit of a Dennis Bergkamp moment, where he is a classy player. When he comes forward, as we saw with the passer Jones for that shot for the first goal, he is alert, he moves the ball on quickly. And I like that. He puts good weight on it to set the ball where the player receiving it wants it to, to be. And then Elliot Lee was effervescent. I thought he really was throughout the game. Driving forwards, he deserved that goal at the end, but he really was lively. And in the opening minutes, really set the tone going at York from his deeper position. He had a fine game. Up front, oh, Mullen was unlucky. <laughs> Could have scored a couple. Just couldn't get the ball past the keeper. He was very lively, though, and he really troubled the centre-backs throughout the game. Palmer, I thought, was back to something uh, like his his best. He, again, was dominant in the air, won a lot of headers, a lot of battles, really got the short end of the stick with the referee, even more than usual, um, and <clears throat> had some nice little moments. There was a chance created when he took the ball beautifully and took two players out with his first touch, even though it was travelling at pace, waist-high towards him. It was a beautiful piece of skill. But anyway... <clears throat> the fact is, Wrexham did a good job again. Another home win, still only two points dropped at home this season. And now, well, seven games to go and we're right where we want to be. Don't forget, the women's game is coming up this afternoon. There'll be full commentary on that. It's going to be amazing. There may still be tickets left. Uh, go on, go for it. But anyway, today's work's over with the final score of Wrexham 3 York City Nell. I'm Mark Rivers from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.